and we're live. I can feel it coming back again. What is that? That's a guy named Bo Laughter who did a. <laughs> Good old Bo Laughter. Oh, Bo Laughter. I can feel it. Yeah, because that song needs like a, a dancing. I can feel placenta, 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 placenta. <laughs> Fall yeah, through the, 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 the floor. Placenta yeah. off the floor? No. Yeah. I mean, yes. Everybody scream. Get the placenta on the floor. Get the placenta on the floor. Uh, <laughs> have, we, have we moved into live covers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've run mm. out of live singles. <laughs> now we just need to get live, live covers. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, uh, Form a band, do that. <laughs> so. A live tribute band. <laughs> All of my machines are sounding off at once. <sighs> bad machines? What? The good machines or the bad machines? <laughs> the, the machines that hunt me. Terminator 4. We are all <laughs> animes machines. now. Or the bad machines. <laughs> <laughs> I am a machine. I'm good, though. Hey, guys. Hello. Oh, it is February the 27th. Look, it's Brayden. Oh, hey. Hey, Brayden. Hey, Cole. Hey, Gary. Hey. Thanks for joining us. It's no problem. People Uh, had to refresh, so they missed. Oh. That bums me out. (laughs) (laughs) You worked so hard. I know. It it took like three searches. You, You made them that gift. The, um, that delightful gift. I need to. I need to make this light on my face less hot. One moment. Um, how when you search for uh, lightning crashes covers, you won't be surprised to find out how many guys there are just like kind of queefing into an acoustic guitar. Oh, like it is. <laughs> search for anything cover. It's a guy queefing into a into an yeah. acoustic guitar. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's literally a good dude queef. When <laughs> bro queef. Dot <laughs> uh, <when laughs> com. One <laughs> of my uh, it's one of my least favorite music setups. It's just a guy with an acoustic guitar. I don't care for it. Is it is it because you lived in DeKalb and went to parties? Uh, it's, it could have been any college town, but yeah, it's probably yeah. because I went to parties at a college level. So that probably did it though. Yeah. A lot of guys just like, hey man, I've been working on something I like to call sound shapes, and then they whip out a. <laughs> A get box. It's <laughs> just like, oh fuck you. Yeah. Hey, you know yeah, what really lined up is like this party where people are t- having individual conversations. If we all did a sing along of Bell and Sebastian songs. Yeah, <laughs> it was always uh, a guy who came into the party with an acoustic guitar and like would talk to the person at the party and be like, I just, I just really got to play something. Yeah, is it? Is and it it's cool? Like, no, you don't. It's cool. You, you have a house for that. Like, I might allow space. you to do it, but it's not cool. I'm just picking. Like, we can't stop you from starting it. We can stop you from continuing it. Yeah. Um, I just picture that guy like walking into the party, like, "Hey guys, hey, I'm just got that. I'm just setting it in the in the corner, and then just looking at it." Yeah. Every once in a while, just waiting for the time <laughs> to strike. No, I mean he brought his own guitar. That's that yeah. guy because he knew what he had to do. 
He just yeah. couldn't help it. Yes, he he's got to play forty ounces of freedom. <laughs> he just doesn't have a choice. Is that a band name? Forty ounces of freedom? No, it's a Sublime song. Okay. Ugh. No. I think it's forty ounces to freedom. Mm. It's what I like to call sub sublime. It's like on the lower end of that band, sub sublime. <laughs> Which is yeah. It's no Santorium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would that would have been a pretty good uh, a pretty good sketch idea if we if we could commit to the musical style. I cannot brook any sublime. Is that I mean that's the mashup of San, Sweet Home Sanitarium and Santeria, right? <laughs> Sweet Home Sanitarium. <laughs> Oh, man, How, what, what, what's your guys' Metallica song, right? It is. It totally is. Okay, good. <laughs> what's your what? guys' feeling on an acoustic guitar at a bonfire? Um, I think I think if you're in a, are we talking about eight to twelve people? I think that's acceptable. Yeah. How about how about seven or thirteen, Brayden? I don't know. Seven's too intimate. Thirteen's too many. Unlucky. <laughs> 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 no yeah. party as a 13th person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kindling. I, I don't know. Like, it's fine, but just there is something very presumptuous and shitty about bringing an acoustic guitar to an event. Like, yeah. hey, guys, can I can I be the center of attention for a little bit? <laughs> like, is that yeah. cool with you guys? Like, is, is it cool if I turn this fun group event into being about me for a little bit? Is that cool? Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's a, it's a different situation where you're just kind of noodling for a while and you're just kind of like playing background noodles. I think that's yeah. a, an acceptable thing as opposed to like... All right, everybody. Let's all play this Cat Stevens song. Yeah, it goes like this: G D C G D C. Okay, let's go. You know. Then, you know. Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. <laughs> Nobody else is gonna do the do 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 do. Okay. I know. I thought you were going to. That's the problem with most of this stuff. Is like most of the songs that that kind of person plays are not accessible. I don't know if that's the problem with it, Cole. It's not the problem. It's one like, of yeah. Them. It is a problem though. It's I feel like usually people aren't going in and playing like you know here's like a you know like a yes B side. I think most people are yeah. playing stuff that people <laughs> know, mm-hmm. but it's not. Uh, I don't know. Like it, it's 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 really for me. It's just really about like I'm gonna turn this thing a group thing about me. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I, I, I misspoke and said it is the problem. It is one oh, of yeah. the problems. If they it were is, inviting, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if they if they were inviting uh, participation. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels bad to be the person who doesn't like get it or does just like I don't want to sing in public. I was just wanting to talk to my buddy and eat hot dogs yeah. at this bonfire, you know? Yeah. Um, like there are performances. You can you can find a place for that. Mm-hmm. There are there are like open mics, it's a thing. Yep. The guy who brings the the acoustic guitar to the party is the subtext. The not even overt subtext is please touch my penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Or not even uh sub subtext. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, the, text. it's the text. It's super text. Yeah. <laughs> it's written on the guitar. It's like Epiphone, touch my penis. Super live. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play this song called Creep, and it's about yes. how much I'm in love with you. <laughs> yeah. Girl who's touched by this. And before Whoever I begin, any yes. of you. <laughs> before I begin Creep, yes, I can hit the note. Yeah. 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 Here, here's a, whoever reacts to this is the person I'm going to try to sleep with. I don't care who it is. Here we go. Think you're kind of neat. There, there's that some... tells me I'm a creep. Different one? Uh, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's something the same way that like guys with acoustic guitars turn the entire world into their open mic is kind of how like certain people turn an entire like 
pool into their toilet. You know, yeah. like or like turning like the like the world into your urinal. Like you're just kind of bringing this function that is tied to a space everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. That is like a, a inflicts on the people around you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to step in human pee, and I don't want to hear a song unless I go somewhere to hear a song. You know. Yeah. You ever, uh, Brady? You ever be on the bus when somebody's got a guitar? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I've been on the bus when someone's had a ukulele because that's the time oh, that sure. we live in. Yeah, <laughs> you signed up for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the it's worst was. Uh, I think I've told you guys about um, the time that I was on. I was on the bus and some guy on a unicycle rolled in and was making balloon animals, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> "Yeah, fuck you! I'm gonna stick a branch between your spokes." Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, broomed. And yeah. all these people keep turning and we're watching him, and I'm like, I just wanted to walk up and like slap their hands and be like, no, don't, you're that's doing what, you what want. he wants. Yeah. That's how I feel about the uni- unicycle guy with the bagpipes. Mm-hmm. Don't look at him. I, I just like what what I what I want is for you guys to carry around like in your backpacks like elaborate fold out like uh like Chinese room separation screens. <laughs> <laughs> so when somebody starts it's making like... a scene, you're just kind of like just erect. No. Allow you know, set a partition away the pain. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to do this. Partition away, partition away the pain. Partition away the pain. It's Peach's less less popular song. <laughs> That's the acoustic cover that some asshole played. In yeah, the yeah. After you, well, listen, I want to tone this down a little. A little notch. Yeah. I don't want to be so blatant about asking someone to touch my penis by singing Fuck the Pain Away instead. (laughs) Strumming on my guitar like some people like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm not into nipple play, so I don't want people to think that I am. Right, right. (laughs) Oh, that's a good thing to know. (laughs) (laughs) Keep that in mind. Yeah. Does this not come up with a birthday present? Yeah. Does this not come up with a Brayton pillow talk yet? Is this not? Uh, not yet. Brayton pillow talk with Brayton Cameron. Yeah. I mean, we could we could roll into that segment. Like, there's nothing stopping us from rolling into pillow talk with Brayton Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so in, in the Slack, they're talking about what about some Goo Goo Dolls at a party? Like, okay, I'm gonna take ten minutes to retune this guitar. Have fun. Yeah, isn't isn't, isn't isn't like the subtext of slide about abortion? Like, isn't that maybe? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe not a party song. Why don't you slide? Do you think that's about an abortion? Yeah, did I, did, isn't that the case? I don't know. Uh, I think maybe you slide you're on down to the clinic and hit it up. <laughs> maybe I'm just thinking of a clickhole article I read. <laughs> I think that, I, that's my guess. <laughs> Is the video for Slide worth teenage dirtbagging? Because it's a real 90s piece of shit uh, song. I know the video for Iris is pretty good because it's like that tie-in to that like, City of Angels movie or whatever oh, that yeah. movie is called. So that yeah. could be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I and think then, it, you know, No, go ahead. It would just be a really good Garrity as well. <laughs> With Iris? Yeah. yeah. The, vi- the video for Broadway is actually the better one to do, I think. That one has more bug nuts crazy things going on. That's my yeah. suggestion. What's Broadway? Broadway is dark tonight. Mm, uh, yeah. I don't know that one. Yeah. That's the like, like a follow-up album after that, I think. 
Oh man, <clears throat> I watched VH1. I was when I was in middle school. I was a VH1 kid instead of an MTV yeah. kid. Well, that's that's why you ended up called a what do what do we call you? Jupy drops the uh, <laughs> the train. Um, you were like a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Carrie, the, a roadie for train. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jupy drops. <laughs> <Jupy> drops. <laughs> <laughs> Jupy, I don't know about Jupy. That sounds like a slur. Yeah, I like how slurry it sounds. Yeah, it's it's how I feel about this. The word japes. I feel like yeah. japes just. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. And Mm-mm. japes and jabroni. I don't know. Jabroni, right. jabroni. I'm okay with. Okay. How about what are your thoughts on jabronis? Like the Greek god. <laughs> it's definitely like it's definitely more more Roman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, making it okay because they're a dead no. civilization. No one who is Roman could be evil. <laughs> um, That's been the, proved. The god emperor Jabronis <laughs> pretended yeah. to the throne. No, like Constant pretended to the throne. He's just there so the god emperor Hulk Hoganus can like overthrow him. <laughs> <laughs> I am Facius, Facius Maximus, wrestling <laughs> god of good guys. <laughs> just, uh, just jobbing. Is that is that what that's from? You're pulling a job, jabroni. Yeah, I think that might be where that's from. Is yeah. It's but, just work. You're not into it for the love. Taking yeah, a sometimes you get you got a job, you know. Yeah. I can't think of any other context that his expression could be from. No. If not jabroni. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Do, do people need do people need to know where Brayton's from? I don't think so. I, I don't think these people do. Probably not. Okay. Um, we, we could say it for it becoming a recording. Yeah, yeah. No, Brayton from Teenage Dirtbags in the pitch. It's true. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Hi. It's me. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to suck all the air out of the room. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's also worth uh, noting that Brayton's uh, not in the same room, but he could be. Yeah, <laughs> I'm two rooms over, and apparently Will can hear me twice. Yeah, we're we're really doing an act of, act of violence to Will. <laughs> He's right in between you guys. Yeah. Take this. Um, at the at the end of this, I want one of you to run into the other person's room and high five them. There. <laughs> okay. We could, we could probably do that. Yeah. I'll set some Caltrops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, okay. Maybe I didn't. we won't do that then. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help me if you if you if you high five in the hallway or if you fall down the stairs and die. I didn't mean to set up an elaborate spy versus spy situation. <laughs> guy versus guy. <laughs> what happens when two dudes live in a house together? Oh, well, you'll never you'll never spot that that radio I put above your door and yeah. then hit a, hit a empty Manila folder. Yeah. Your I wish I wish I had played that game. More recently, so I could make a reference. <laughs> I almost remember the door the plane in it. Yeah, that's a boxing glove on a spring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all I remember is putting bombs in potted plants. <clears throat> yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Do now uh, that, uh, good. Now that we're live, can I draw attention to your face backpack? Yes, yes, you may. <laughs> uh, so, right, Cole you should explain a, it. But then, then Cole has to talk for a little while, so it becomes the big. All right. 
So Cole has a backpack that's sitting on a chair, and there's also a sweater that has a tag. And if you look at it at just the right light with just the right eyeball, it looks like a face. Like he's got like some sort of spooky, scary, mad person face hanging out behind him, just judging him and his speak abilities. <laughs> it's just my subconscious. <laughs> I don't think I have the right kind of eyeball for this. You were talking about it in the green room, too, and I also didn't see it then. Well. I can't see it now. Okay, I'm, po- I'm pointing at the mouth now. And there's a nose. Hey there, little buddy. Let me wipe that off there. And then here <laughs> are the eyes. I could be a great weatherman. <laughs> but I, what was it? I've got to talk for a while? Well, what, what was that? Oh, well, it doesn't show your image zoomed in unless you're oh, talking. I, I, I highlighted it. I, I brought it up for... Oh, <laughs> yep, face backpack is indeed real. So that's just the constant stalwart companion. Yeah, it's, it's your it's your roommate. Yeah. Hey, Fred, how's it going? Oh, uh, do you want to get to uh, get to some questions? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so Eric asks, are there any games that you're crossing your fingers for uh, to come up via randomization on abject suffering? Also, are there any games you want to do for Watch Out for Fireballs, but getting the game doesn't seem feasible? Brayden? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I haven't suggested anything in a while, but maybe I'd, I have been thinking about suggesting uh, all of the Bakugan games, just so you're forced <laughs> to play one. <laughs> there have to be Bakugan games, right? I guarantee it. Or Beyblades. Yeah. You <laughs> could definitely Beyblades. get in some Beyblades. Which 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 of those is the tops? Because I mean, Beyblade. not the not the best. That's like Beyblade, the tops yeah. game. <laughs> which one's the tops, baby? Beyblades are coming back. <laughs> uh, no, but Bakugan's the tops, right? Where it's the it's Bakugan's the are Transformers. Yeah, oh. Beyblades are the tops. tops. Yeah. Okay. Bakugan's are spheres that turn into like uglier spheres. Like they're they're not. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. I think they're supposed to turn into robots, but they're not very good. Yeah. <laughs> shitty robots. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think I think I should do that. I should submit some Bakugan games with some Beyblades. <laughs> I think you should as well. Yeah. Kinda cool. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of excited. Like I would love to uh, to like <laughs> I would love to have this on Abject Suffering because I can't think that it would ever become a WAF. But I really like the uh, the mystical ninja game for the N64. Hmm. That's just weird and goofy enough. That uh, that it would be good abject suffering fodder, and uh, um, it's interesting enough that I think that we would be like cool to play it and go into it. Um, but you know, nobody's really suggested it yet. Yeah. What uh, is anything too hard to get for Watch Out Fireballs? Not really. No, I mean, except for like an experience kind of thing. Like I can't imagine we would do like Steel Battalion, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know how unfeasible Steel Battalion is. Um, what a, what a weird episode that would be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, how about you? <clears throat> um, abject suffering wise, like I feel like if there's anything we want to do enough, we can we can kind of bump it because there's a little bit of wiggle room there. Yeah. Um, there's not too much that like I really wish has been suggested because we've done a lot of them. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a there probably are some like pretty amazing like that that one. I mean, someday we have to do that that third person action adventure Bible game. Oh, that, the U Testament. Yeah. Sometime at some point we have to do that. 
Um, I mean, we just had to like we had to cool off on Bible a little bit, but the um, on Bible the uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> cool off on Bible, Biblades. <laughs> but, um, but I, I feel like that for like watching fireballs too. Like since my moral gray area is like if you don't let me buy it, I will take it. You know, like I want to buy it, but I don't mind. Like I downloaded a Mind Forever Voyaging because I couldn't buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I don't feel bad about that. So it's it's really hard to think of what we couldn't get a hold of. Um, when you say experiential things, something that I wanted to do an episode on, and it would just require a lot of work, um, is would be like Magic the Gathering. Which yeah. would require the hard thing is it would require like would be best to do it if we were in town, but you just don't have a background on it. Like I think it, it occupies that same kind of semi gaming space that D and D does that it would be fun to do an episode on, but like hard to do if if it's not something you have tons of experience with. Yeah. You know? We talked we talked at one point about doing like a split uh, like Magic the Gathering um, video game adaptation and uh, the Pokemon trading card game. Yeah, which I would be I would be down for that. Like I would love to to talk about that stuff because Magic's fun. And the Pokemon trading card game is great. No. Yeah. It's, I, I really like Pokemon. I like it enough that I talk about it a lot. Have you, have you played the trading card game, Brayden? I have. It's so simple that I couldn't get it. Like, I was is just it, like, why do people like this? The, uh, it's really simple. The, are the video game version of it, which I like a lot, gets complicated. You have to unlock a lot of cards. Like, it's just kind of relaxing and, and, and low maintenance for a while. And then once you get enough cards, you can start making dumb, like, theme decks. It's really fun. Okay. Or I found it fun, because it's not hard enough to where you can't do that. It doesn't. It's not, like, super demanding. So you yeah. can do stupid shit. Like, I was just like, all executors, you know? Or ex- executor, <laughs> egg, egg executors. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and that was real fun. And you can kind of build around these little combos and stuff. But it's just, yeah. it's, uh, it just kind of works, which is hard to do, like, on a, a card-based game. Yeah. on a console like that that emulates a card set's rules. Yeah. That's difficult. Like the Magic um the those those like 2012 and 2013 like those games do it but they're just very limited, you know. Yeah. Since they I think they're not, really uh, they're pretty good like I had a good time with those games and I felt like I learned more playing those than I did from like the 12 years that I played Magic before that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I I like those games too. I'm like generally in favor. Yeah. Those are fun. I, I get them when they come out, so I think they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. Card games. Card games. Yeah. A lot of people want us to do Netrunner too. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Like I'd be down for Netrunner. Like um, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, onto this next one here. Greg asks. Last time I saw you guys. Sorry, the first time I saw you guys, I was surprised to see that both of you have serious beards going on. And Braden, we will sub in the mustache here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, interested to hear more on how long you've each had one and why you decided to, to do it slash keep it. Uh, it's been my experience that young men want a beard to look older, and by the time they reach my age, turned 40 yesterday, uh, they go clean happy shaven birthday. to look young again. Yes, happy uh, birthday, Happy girl. birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you got to peep smooch. Yeah. Peep smooches for free for all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, I don't like how uh, men who are portly at all, I don't like how their lips look when they don't have facial hair, including <laughs> myself. I think it's kind of obscene. Like, I, don't, I don't like a fat man's gross lips and neck. So I like to cover it up with hair. <laughs> all right. That's me. Um, so my mustache, uh, I, I've had a beard mostly because I'm lazy. Uh, and also I think I, I pull off an okay beard. Um and then every once in a while I get these urges to get rid of it, and primarily I get rid of them uh, 
I get the urges right after a large public event or mm. something like that. So my mustache came out. This is my... I've had this mustache as a support... Like this is from my, like, support stepdad Cole mustache uh, from Duckstream. <laughs> and I haven't gotten rid of it yet. But that was like, oh, a whole bunch of people on the internet saw what I looked like. Better change. <laughs> Didn't you? Uh, didn't you have a coworker who you're like in a mustache competition with? Yeah, well? which I defeated him. He he shaved oh, his God. mustache several several <laughs> weeks ago, and uh, yeah, he didn't know that we were in competition. I just know he's very competitive, <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna beat him, but he won't even know about it. It was really it was a great success for me. <laughs> I just pictured like the mustaches themselves, like just yes, yeah, <laughs> mustache fights. Um, yeah, mine's laziness. Um, also, I like the way it looks. Honestly, um, changes the shape of your face in a in a nice way if you keep it well groomed. Um, yeah, my like mine started like in college or like even like late high school. Like it just kind of metastasized from long sideburns down and out until I just didn't care. By the time like 2008 rolled around, second year of college, it was like, yeah, fuck it. Well, the, when you say it changes the shape of your face, that's a big thing because, like, you know, somebody, somebody like myself and and, and you too, like, we have kind of big round ovaly faces. Mm-hmm. And same thing with glasses. Like, I like how I look with glasses because having some horizontal yep. action, like, I think helps the composition of a face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that that's uh, something facial hair can do. Yeah. Can do for, yeah. It gives you it gives you control over the composition. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, gave, I, I gave having a big beard. I figured that was I was done with that. So yeah. I'd usually. Pretty, pretty true. Yeah. The uh, and I don't uh, I don't mind looking old. No. I don't uh, like I'm you know that's never been a thing for me. But I'm also like you know not forty yet. Maybe that'll change. Like in five years, I'm like oh man, I don't want to look old because I trim my beard and I look younger now than I do with my full beard. Um, but I uh, I'm not too worried about it. Like I'm as old as I am. Like I got a good four or five more years left, and nothing's gonna change that. So yeah. the. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, no, I don't I don't I've always looked and acted older. That's I've always hung out with older, like that doesn't matter. Meh. Older like regulars now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Brandon Douglas Brandon Douglas asks, and I'm going to include Brayden in on this one as well, so we can make this a three way uh, exchange. Uh, Cole what album would you recommend to Gary that he might dig but wouldn't normally listen to? Gary, what album would you recommend to Cole? Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> Another peach smooch. Yeah, peach smooch for all. Um, <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and start, and this goes for both Braden, or this goes for both you, Gary, and Braden, just because it's something I like and I don't, you know. What's that? It's efficient. Yeah, and also it's the answer I prepared coming into oh. it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the new Shearwater album is really good. Um, Jet Plane and Oxbow. Um, it's not something Gary, I think you would normally uh, seek out because it's it's probably a little bit too bombastic. Um, it's in too terms bombastic. Of, yeah, yeah, like like specifically in the vocals, like that that vocalist John Myberg, he 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 very much sings in a in a loud, clear style that I don't normally associate with the things you like to listen to. Like, he definitely dominates a song. But okay. um, I think this this album would be a good entry point for you because they do more with electronic um, instruments, but it still has, like, enough, like, rock to it. 
Um, I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know anything about that band because I associated them with being like more folksy and country than they are. Maybe I just got that from their name. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, that, like I mean, that's not necessarily fair, but I was just I, for some reason I associated that band with being like, you know, and I think probably because I knew that you liked them a lot, and that's something that you're <laughs> friendlier towards. So like I just kind of thought that's what they were like. Mm-hmm. Their yeah, earlier they're albums definitely, uh, okay. but they've gotten more more uh, kind of like raucous, um, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I I don't know what I what I uh, would recommend to Cole that I think that he wouldn't like. Um, I think that like uh, boy, that's hard. That's hard to say because I I I also have like a vague idea of what I think that you like, mm-hmm. but it's also um, I don't have a wide understanding. Like mm-hmm. I could name like three bands I know you really like. Three <laughs> like I probably name like five bands I know you really like, but I don't know what kind of stuff you're like. I'm alright with that. Like I don't know that stuff. Yeah. You know? But all yeah. those bands do tend to kind of be like either run on that rock like rock hard rock to to folk rock spectrum. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably fair to say. Yeah. So if, if you put a gun to my head and said like I had to recommend something to you that I am not totally sure that you would dig, it'd probably be like specific magnetic fields albums or something. Yeah. Where like it's not that far of a jump from that, but there's a little bit of like that kind of songwriting, and then it's a little bit more esoteric instrumentation. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the magnetic fields. So. Yeah, exactly. And exactly, like I don't have a wide enough like understanding to be like that. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Brayden, mm-hmm. so, yeah. okay. solve this enigma. Uh, for the two of you, I am going to recommend a Toki Monster album called Midnight Menu. Toki Monster. Toki Monster. Yeah. It's this uh, kind of DJ ambient sort of stuff, uh, but it's got a little uh, a little of the Shibuya K um, feel to it as well. And I think yeah. you might dig it. This fits it perfectly because I would not have sought this out, but mm-hmm. I imagine I'm going to dig it based on your um, explanation. Good. I was also li- I was looking for another album, but I can't remember the name of it, and I'm having trouble finding it. So uh, mm-hmm. obviously that's... Not something I can recommend. Because <laughs> you couldn't remember it? I can't recommend things I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's something my grandma does a lot. She always, she begins every question with, did you see, and then it leads into a Hallmark movie that she has no recollection of what the name was or what it was about. <laughs> yeah, she does. I've been meaning to talk to you about your grandma, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Hey, Gary, can you turn me down just a little bit? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Okay. Alex says, tell us in great detail how all of the Duck Duck Feed shows got their titles. Don't forget the the older shows like Dead Idea of Valhalla and Don't Tree. Alex? (laughs) (laughs) In the audio version, it's just going to sound like you're blowing them all smooches. That, that, that's why I'm doing it, because that works as well. <laughs> everybody everybody gets kissed on this globe cranium. Yeah. That idea of a hollow. That was a, just a phrase that I came up with, uh, because uh, coming up with project ideas and band ideas that never went anywhere... Mm-hmm. Um, so and and talking to friends, uh, probably including Brayton Cameron, of like dead bands and stuff that we would uh, we would talk about. Like we'd be like, this is a funny 
concept for a band and then never do anything with it. Yeah. Like, um, there, there are tons of them. Me and um, my friend Matt Dotson, who is a very accomplished musician but doesn't know how to play guitar, we're going to do a Rush cover band called Shreditor, where it was just us trying to guess how the melodies went in relation to the last thing we played. <laughs> <with> two <laughs> guitars only. <laughs> the, uh, and just like, and then there's like the, the you know, uh, so so many like different ideas like that, and then just thought of like the idea of a dead idea, and then like yeah. where all those go. So I wanted to create a podcast that had space to put things like that. Yeah, so one of my bands that no longer exist, and then sketches and into one-off ideas and stuff. One of my favorite ideas that never came came out of Valhalla was uh, Agent Carter Blanche. <laughs> yeah, Agent Carter Blanche, the the detective with permission to do anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Carter Blanche never showed up, but it was like it was going to. Like there were like mm. there's outlines for Carter Blanche, <laughs> like a Carter Blanche audio play that I've never done. I've never done anything with. Yeah. I about a week ago I went back and listened to the Good Waifu. Hmm. Yeah. There's nothing more to that. I just like that episode, and mm. I didn't I didn't know who Nick was at the time, and I figured that you stumbled into a legit embarrassing interview. Yeah. With it's it's kind of fun now that we we know who Nick is. He does a good <laughs> job of that. Like it's it's good Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This is a complicated name that arose from exquisite corpse poetry um, when I was in college and that just became a very standoffish name for my college radio show because I don't like things that are marketable um, and then I immediately turned that into a more marketable uh, uh, name with The Level which yeah, you stole from Ice-T <laughs> no, so, yeah. Ice, Ice T. His show popped up two months after ours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there we go. How about uh, Teenage Dirtbags? The pitch. Oh well, uh, the pitch was well. We were pitching stuff back and forth. It was well, originally the... called Pitch Meeting, and then we shortened it to just the pitch. Well, it's also the spiritual successor to the Dino, dino pitch. Pit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which is just the Dino prefix with pitch as a suffix because we were pitching. No. Yes. And then Teenage Dirtbags came from us goofing around on the pitch talking about the video for Teenage Dirtbag <laughs> uh, and then thinking about how we could just pluralize it and make it about ourselves. Cause well, at and one that's point, because of the double bucket hat. Yeah, the double bucket hat. And we were, yeah. quite frankly, both dirtbags at one point. <laughs> yeah. The, the double bucket hat, where it has two functions, it's a dual illusion system, where one of them sends you back in time and the other function is to be on your head and be a hat. Yeah, the other one is that it's a bucket hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, double bucket hat. Yeah. Um, yeah, what... Uh, what else is there? Else? Watch out for fireballs came from that reference to... Uh, the Wizard. Everybody knows that. Yep. Abject suffering is uh, just about how people are jerks. <laughs> yeah, that, no, there's no story to that. It's just a word for sadness. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, and I liked I liked it took to uh, to Eastern Eastern yeah. philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about those damn Ross kids? Where'd that come from? That's just a name. Um, <laughs> we, Chris, Chris and I really uh, we we struggled a lot to figure out what that what to name that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we 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 ran through a couple of real stinkers before we landed on that. I feel like it it, it captures it pretty well because it we wasn't didn't... like the Bumpuses calling you. That like when you were that, growing up. That's the that's the that's the idea. <laughs> the bumpuses. Yeah, you know the bump bumpuses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope. Um, 
Oh, yeah, it's yeah. from uh, Christmas Story. The Bumpuses were the next door neighbors that had oh. dogs. Okay, I knew about the dogs, and I knew about Christmas Story, but I didn't remember their names. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, no. Just we, we we pictured an older an older neighbor like shouting uh, as we like get, get finished like egging their house or something like that. No, we have finished doing one of the ridiculous <laughs> things in the news stories that you talk about. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then bonfire side chat was just the idea of doing something relating to bonfires on the radio, and then yep. FDR. Yep. Mm. Is there anything we're missing? Uh, check it out, Comrade is not uh, that me and Nick brainstormed that. We were actually at a Double Fine meetup thing in PAX. That's the, the origin story of that show, uh, where we were talking about um, wanting to have, like, looking at all of this stuff, and, and not specifically Double Fine, but spend all of the entire time in, like, the Indiecade thing, and just like, boy, it'd be fun to talk about these, but there's not really a space for that in the network. It'd be cool to make something. Yep. And then the name just comes from, uh, you know, the communist idea of, like, they're like the people's games. Like, they're not, uh, you know... The, the they're 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 made by individuals and stuff. So yep. there's a level of uh, of that to it. Yeah, that's part part of the tagline, right? Games by the people yeah. for people. Yep. Where do you like, like to make games, but don't. <laughs> were you just were you also super into the song of the Vogel Boatman, like at that time yeah. too? Oh, not that time. Like that time being uh, age eighteen to thirty-five. Yeah. 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 yeah that time. I'm, like, I'm pretty into March of the Vogel Boatman. I like your farty Atari version of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why don't wait hold on a dead idea Valhalla? Uh why don't we make a band called Farty Atari? Farty Atari's pretty good. <laughs> Artie and the Farty Ataris? <laughs> yeah. Marty Farty and the Farty Ataris. <laughs> I mean, only if it's in a, a the Atari's cover band. Yeah, well, such a, yeah, such a, we'll play it with farty Atari sounds. Yes, I, I love the idea of making like there being the Ataris and then forming a cover band that's called the Farty Ataris. I mean, <laughs> fuck you guys. So, so are they? So like, are they? Is it just clever or are they really bad? The Ataris? No, no. I, oh, the Farty. Oh, yeah, Wayne World. Yeah, oh, shitty Beatles, yeah. Farty Ataris. Um, it's, well, that would be like if the shitty Beatles were there to make fun of the Beatles. <laughs> So that would be uh, that'd be odd. In, in my head canon. <laughs> Hold on a second. In that movie, we hear the shitty Beatles, right? Does he come in when Crucial Taunt is playing, or is another band opening up? He comes in when Crucial Taunt is playing because the Jolly Green Giants just get off the stage. Gotcha. Yeah. For some reason, I thought, like, okay, so we yeah, we don't actually hear a band closing up. Because I was like, oh, man, maybe we'd have heard the shitty Beatles. That'd be weird. Nope. No. Huh. We do. So, so, yes, the shitty Beatles can only exist in your head canon. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like the beats from Doug. <laughs> um, let's see here. There, there's a question related to this later on. Um, uh, Zachary Dean asks, "Where did the name Duckfeed come from, and why?" It's a podcast network, dummies. Um, it comes from the first episode of those damn Ross kids, um, where I throw out the idea of a folky of a folksy aphorism called, "Oh, I'm just feeding ducks here. Like I'm just throwing this out and seeing what seeing what people pick up." It was a dumb joke. Um, I like birds a lot and kind of always have, so that seemed to fit well. And then .tv feels more forward-looking than .fm, which, which was the other option. Mm. And also I wanted to leave the, uh, the option for video content open, an option we have never taken. And neither of which sounded as well as .com. But <laughs> the, right. um, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Forward-looking isn't the word. I meant um, like evergreen or standard. Yeah, yeah. Like that. But I just teased them. 
<laughs> no, I yeah. Uh, so I just if you want if you want your uh, URL to be part of your identity, .com is a real weird one to do. So. Oh. Yeah. But when we say DuckBeat.tv, people know where to go to find us. Sure. Yeah. Were they, I mean, is were they not if it was dot com? We... Like maybe I'm missing I'm, I'm missing something. Were they not if it was that? I'm not like this is not a backdoor way for me taking you to task for not doing it as dot com. Like I honestly don't care that much, but I was just curious what you meant by that. No, no, they would. It's just dot com feels very outdated um, in terms of saying like, hey, here's what we are. Um, dot com feels like late '90s, early 2000s, as opposed to like dot TV, which is which is just a uh, you know. It's a non-standard you would, one. You would just be like your duck feed. Like you just wouldn't yeah. leave the the thing on there. It'd be like how like Polygon doesn't say they're Polygon.com. Mm-hmm. They just say they're Polygon. Like then the identity wouldn't be like Duckfeed TV. It would just be like we're Duckfeed, and mm-hmm. then that would be associated with. Yeah. So, but like again, I, mean, I don't I don't actually care. I'm not taking you to task. I'm just uh, <laughs> curious as to what all you right. meant. Let's yeah. buy all the Duckfeed related URLs. That's I have. I have Duckfeed.org. Um, well, we need duckfeed.net.com, and we need to form a government organization. Duckfeed.gov. <laughs> I like the idea of duckfeed.gov. <laughs> yeah. It just Vote that... for Cole in the primaries. <laughs> Cole versus Gary. Yeah, people, uh, <laughs> Cole versus Gary. <laughs> my opponent is a baby man. What? <laughs> my, my opponent is a baby man. <laughs> I don't know, I was just doing some fake, uh, uh, Angry thing if we were in the primaries against each other in a vote. (laughs) I don't actually think you're a baby man. My opponent loves to give peach smooches to everyone. That's a socialist idea. (laughs) Smooches for all. (laughs) Even my opponent. No. Uh, People in the Slack were saying duck feed, confirmed communist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, whatever. Yeah, sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, com- com- compared to the rest of the country. Um, yeah. Um, Frederick writes in saying, a few years back I found your podcast through Cane and Rinse. So it was uh, a great feeling coming full circle when one of their hosts was a guest on Bonfireside Chat. Could you list some of your favorite podcasts to cover uh, those few off days in your release schedule? Yeah, it was really nice having Joshua on. I like yes. Joshua a lot, and I like Cane and Rinse. Um, mm-hmm. I don't always listen to it, uh, I do like it a lot, though. Um, it is they do a really good job of like presenting a lot of different angles on something. Um, so they they make an effort of like if they're going to cover a game and it's at all uh, like they're you know people might have different opinions on it. They get people of all kind of stripes, yep. and they're very good at disagreeing with each other respectfully, which is great. Um, so that is a good good place to be. And Joshua's great. Yeah. Um, the um, yeah, so I, I don't uh, listen to as many podcasts as I used to, um, and I've been on a very like information kick podcast as opposed to a comedy kick, so yeah. I haven't listened to Comedy Bang Bang in a long time or related, uh, so I've been listening to um, You Are Not So Smart, which is really That's good. Yeah. That's a really good show. Um, David McCraney's the best. Um, I listen to that. I listen to uh, Stuff You Should Know when it's not about lumber or something like that, uh, which <laughs> is a recent episode. favorite ones. I was just like, I was thinking, it's like, oh man, new podcast. And I was like, Lumber? <laughs> oh my god, jeez. Like, you couldn't, uh, did you listen to Lumber? What is it good? No, I just, you know, I just love it. It's like boring things. Yeah. yeah. You're, 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 you're opposite. It is literal and a figurative sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like putting holes into lumber. <laughs> yes. You do love lumber. There are some lumber in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the uh, and then I listen to uh, so th- those are those two I listen to regularly. I always listen to Lou Reed's whenever it comes out. I love that show. Yeah. And I guess that's comedy, but it's more like anthropology. And then uh, I like there's a tabletop gaming podcast I like called NPC Cast that I listen to every week, and those guys are really good. And that's how I vicariously keep up with that stuff. Yeah. Braden, how about you? Uh, I have been listening primarily to audiobooks lately instead of listening to podcasts, but I will tell you about one podcast that I love even though I hate the format. So I will... Uh, it's called Liar City, and the basic premise of Liar City is that uh, a guy and a host, or a, a guy and a co-host, uh, go through these kind of like famous lies and dissect them and deep dive into them. Uh, there was a really good episode about like uh, Lance Armstrong, and there was a really uh, another good one about Scientology. But this is the format, and I'll, I need to recruit you both, Gary and Cole. What I'm going to do is ask you a question, and what I need you to do is just say no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is how it works. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Liar City. I'm whatever my name is. Uh, today we're going to be talking about. Uh, um, Lance Armstrong. Cole, do you remember Lance Armstrong? No. Okay, let me tell you all about Lance Armstrong. He was once a cyclist. Uh, Gary, you know anything about professional cycling? Uh, no. Okay, let me tell you all about professional cycling. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare, Brayden. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's Brad's the worst. Okay, it so is... the universe begins. Yeah, yeah. kick those guys off. <laughs> no, it's just, it's really, it's just one guy who has, like, I think it's his wife is the co-host, but she does almost nothing, and he doesn't allow her to do anything. Um, so it's just, it should really just be the format of this guy telling you something, except that yeah. he wants to talk he, to someone. He needs someone to set him up and listen. That's gross. The, yeah. the, uh, with the, I, I was listening to, um, there's a comic book podcast I listen to sometimes called House to Astonish, and they have done some crossover episodes, and one of the things they did a crossover with is this other British uh, podcast where the format is a husband who's really into comics just explaining comic stuff to his wife. And he played all these clips, and she sounds so uninterested, and it's excruciating. Like, I'm like, how badly did you get badgered into doing this show? Yeah. And he's, he's really, like, humorless and dry. He's just like, yeah, that'd be Magneto's thing. Do you know who Magneto is? And then she's like... Yeah, I remember him. He's the, the bloke in the red, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's the guy who hates the X Men. See, when he did this, and like, it just like she just kind of like moves him along, and yeah. it, like as frictionless as possible. It's really hard to listen to. That's that's tough, and I I imagine it's like one of those things where like he complained about her not being interested in the things he was interested in, and then yeah. she's like, "Fine, I'll do your podcast with you," and hates it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, how a good thing start. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Out of like somebody, you know, somebody agreeing to do something they don't want to do, <laughs> like just like maybe we could do a podcast and and I could tell you a little bit about uh, about this stuff. Oh sure. And then like he comes home with like four hundred dollars worth of audio equipment. And yeah. Just uh. Great. Uh, it's Tuesday again, huh? We're going yeah. to talk about <laughs> Shutter, the X Men's, and uh, hey. Can we talk about how handsome uh, Gambit is? Can we? Uh, is, he, is he the bloke in the trench coat? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's tossing cards all the time, saying "Ogroni." Uh, ah. He wears some kind of half head mask off kind of thing. He does. Yeah, but it's also like a full body suit. It is. Yeah. <laughs> the um we uh we did a pilot for a thing, 
And boy, do we talk about Gambit's bodysuit <laughs> a lot because he doesn't have a casual. There's no casual Gambit. Like he's always wearing that. <laughs> Sometimes he takes off his trench coat. Yeah, but he's still wearing the bodysuit. Like that's yeah, street clothes Gambit. It's ridiculous. Uh, that's not a picture of Shredder. That's a picture of a wolf boy. Uh, that painting is called Sexy Boy, and it was a, a gift from my ex uh, that I really like. Yeah. yeah. Keep on my wall despite all the memories. Well, you know. All the sexy I mean, boys who died in the war. And... I mean, <laughs> a wolf. wolf. Yeah, he's died on the wharf. Sailors. He's a wharf boy. The he's wharf is right below him, so that's why I said that. Oh, yeah. Cool, he's cool. Also how about a sexy you? Boy. He is a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I feel like I talk about the flop house a lot. That one is a little bit tricky because you have to find a good episode to get into to, to understand their individual characters and stuff. Like Food Fight, Bullet to the Head, um, um, Aloha is a really good, like, recent one. Um, in terms of, like, information and comedy kind of stuff, I really like No Such Thing as a Fish. That's a weekly podcast done by the researchers for Quite Interesting. They each bring a fact, and then there are four facts that extend from that. So it's just, like, rapid-fire trivia and then just lose conversation and goofs about stuff. Um, and then kind of the, the, the newest show that I've gotten into is actually Idle Weekend, um, which is a video game show hosted by Daniel Riendo, um, Bonfire Side Chat guest, former co-host on um, uh, Idle Thumbs, and, uh, and then also Rob Zachney, who hosts a show that I don't listen to. Uh, but it's really good. Like they get, they get ridiculously good reader mail um, to that. And that is that like it. It's cool that most of the show is taken up like answering and responding to those prompts. Like they 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 turn that into an art. Cool. So yeah. So like those three Flophouse, no such thing as a fish, and uh, Idle Weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would like to try Idle Weekend at some point. Um, I just I've been into music lately. Yep. So it's been you know when I'm into music I listen to less podcasts, and I don't listen to podcasts while exercising. I I watch. I've been watching Simpsons. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been watching the leftovers while I ride my bike. That is an hour of cardio every week, every uh, every couple of days. The leftovers; those are these uh, those movies about the people that didn't go up to, with the rapture, right? It, it's kind of rapturish. Um, it's uh, it's on HBO. It's by the guy who did Lost. I've never seen a single frame of Lost, but um, mm. the idea is two percent of the population disappears um, in 2011. Just two percent. Like, yeah, just two percent, and then the weirdness that happens after that. You know, uh, that reminds me of something. Um, and and Braden, I know you like. Uh, I I feel like we maybe have kind of danced around this when we've talked before. Um, but since I've been, um, one thing about trying to date around on the internet, mm-hmm. I was having this thought. Like, let's say I get into an accident. You know, mm-hmm. like a bus hits me on the way home. How many people are there out there? For whom, like, they would never get closed. Like, I would just disappear, and there'd be no closure. Like, like I would just be dead. Like, like how many like just conversations do I have hanging with people who would never find out that I died if I died? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of interesting. Like, there's, there's, it's, sure. it's, it's, there, there are some. Saddest <laughs> things I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but that's you have to accept the like you have to believe in the concept of closure as a thing. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying, like, I mean, just it would be, like, let's say I was talking to somebody, um, mm-hmm. and it's somebody, like, I'm, like, it's, like, somebody who I'm chatting with, like, a, an internet daily chat thing, or even just, like, somebody I'm chatting with I don't know that well. You know, they're not good friends. And then they just stopped out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's happened to before. Yeah. Like, yeah, people get ghosted all the time. Like, I, I just don't, like, I don't know what happened to them. And it's just kind of, like, a, a thing. And, like, there probably are people for whom that is, like, would be true yeah. for me or for you or for anybody. Yeah, they're yeah, very interesting. Well, like, they could have died. They... 
they could have lost their all their fingers. Like anything could have happened. <laughs> but with advances in voice dictation, let's be serious. They could have had their phones stolen. They, sure. You know, or I mean, because like, usually I just assume like, oh, this person's sick of talking to me. Yeah. But really, it could be anything. <laughs> if you really want to protect your ego, you could just assume they're all dead. That doesn't protect my ego. At all. <laughs> How does that protect your ego? It's like, well, clearly they want to talk to me. They just can't because they're on another plane. If it so. mattered to them, they would find a way. <laughs> yeah, haven't you ever watched any Japanese technology-based horror film? Haven't you seen <laughs> all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is the box of my Ouija board is open. Yeah, mm. the, uh, I think I would process that as guilt. Uh, <laughs> If I knew that, because I because of my it's your fault. Because <laughs> of my specifically broken brain that like makes a lot of things my fault that aren't my fault. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that made a that was really sad for some reason. I don't know. It's true. Like it's just we are we are nothing. Like, well, no, that like that that makes me think like it's impossible to disappear. Like yeah. in the in the in the mid seventies, you could just kill somebody and then just like hop on a train that's and you were gone forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's not really a thing. You can also not just like become a new person. Like, I have all this debt. I'm just going to move to a new country and take a new name. <laughs> That's not really a thing either. Yeah. Like, it, is, it is impossible to disappear, and it's uh, you, but you will 100% disappear for, for some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done, done, done. Done, done, done. Um, Kilo asks, any comic, web, or paper recommendations? Comic recommendations. Uh, I've been reading uh, Paper Girls. Paper <laughs> Girls. Uh, and that's actually pretty cool. I think it's on like the fifth issue. I think there's only going to be eight issues, but it's pretty, it's pretty neat. I think it's uh, who does that one? Uh, Gary, you know? Paper Girls is uh, it's either Brian Bendis or Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, Brian K. Vaughn, but I'm not sure. I think it's I think I think I think that's it. You know? yeah. I like Brian K. Vaughn. K. Vaughn. He's great. Yeah, he's he's not impeccable, but he's very good. Um, I'll do mine. Uh, Junji Ito's Cat Diary is really good. I have that. I just bought it yesterday, but I haven't read it yet. It, it, like you'll read it in like a night. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's very very brief. I just haven't had that night. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to reading that. Yep, it's really cute. Oh, um, if you're looking for a web comic, there's one called Necropolis. Necropoliscomic.tumblr.com, I think is what it is, and that's also really good. It's about a uh, a young girl that. Um, Let's say comes upon an enchanted sword and then decides hey, to get vengeance upon. on yeah. some people, and it's still going. It's pretty early on, but it's very interesting and really beautifully drawn. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my uh, webcomic recommendation will always be Nedroid. Yeah, I I'm like with webcomics, I'm way more on the Nedroid tip than like the serialized thing. I haven't gotten into a serialized webcomic ever. No. Like, I, it doesn't work for me as a format. Um, like I'm interested. I think you've talked to me about Necropolis, or Will mm-hmm. has. Um, yep. and it's everything about it sounds interesting, but I don't want to read it in such small doses daily. Like it, that doesn't fit into my lifestyle to like check a web comic every day. Yeah. Um, well, it only comes out once a week. It doesn't fit into my lifestyle. Like it just isn't like a I go, go to like a site to check it like that. Yeah. It's like it's how like podcasts just don't occur to some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just a, like checking a website with that kind of regularity doesn't occur to me. Even with like Nedroid or with like Perry Bible Fellowship or webcomics, I like it's like when it occurs to me, I read the last several. Yeah, you know. And I guess I could do that with a serialized story too. But a serialized story is trying to like hook you in, you know. Yeah, that's um, what I'm not trying to like badmouth. Like, it just you know, yeah. it's never been a thing for me. I get sad that like RSS readers are just not a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. that would be. Uh, um, I I like uh, I read the first two volumes of Rat Queens. Um, Rat Queens is really fun. 
It is like in a D&D, explicitly D&D based world with four ladies and it's not super, like it's it's pretty funny, it's not hilarious or anything. There's a lot of like just kind of swearing but there, it's a lot of subverting fantasy tropes and uh, but the actual story itself is pretty good and there are some heartfelt moments in it. It's pretty fun. It's light. Rat yeah. queens you said? Yeah. That is where, when I've been posting all the panels that are like, shut the fuck up, Gary, or like, plus five on your tax to people named Gary, those are all from that. So, okay. Which I didn't know going into it. I was just happy to find panels yeah. with, you know, sexy ladies screaming at me to shut the fuck up with swords. So, <laughs> into that. As opposed to sex criminals, where, um, where I sent you that picture of sen- uh, sexual Gary. Yeah, sexual Gary is very different, Gary. <laughs> Like sexual Gary Hank like is like the, the the shadow Gary of Shadow Courtney's. Yeah. <laughs> like there's Shadow Courtney and there's Courtney. There's Gary and there's sexual Gary. Yeah. I read well, the I read the first issue of Sex Criminals, but I haven't checked anything out anything else out about it. I like Matt Fraction a lot, but Yeah, I think uh, Matt Fraction and, and Chip Zdarsky are both really great. Um and I like Sex Criminals uh, um, as just a thing that I'm happy exists because I follow Chip Zdarsky on Tumblr and every, uh, I don't know, once every two weeks the word chum shows up and that like makes me happy because I, I want that to be a word again. So And I, I always think of the, like, uh, what is it, childlike humanoid urban muchacho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I too had a hard time getting into Sex Criminals and like wanting to keep reading it. Yeah. Like I liked it, but I just didn't have that much fun reading it. I was like, this is clearly good. But yeah. I'm, I think I'm with you, or like at least I don't know if this is what you're saying, Brayden, but like I think it is something I'm glad exists in the world, but haven't wanted to like pursue it. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I, I don't follow it every day. I'm, I'm reading it when the, the trades come out, but yeah. yeah. No, I need to just, like, bite the bullet and order the first trade, honestly. Like, it's worth that investment for as yeah. much as I like the first issue. Mm-hmm. First trade's really good. Nice. Yeah. And I'm also, like, when I'm more or less, like, super in favor of Matt Fraction just because him and Kelly Sudeconic are, like, an awesome power couple. Yeah. And that's great. So, like, I really am a big fan of that as, like, a, an idea, too. Yeah. I guess it's like, these guys are great. And that's a, that's not just, like, love Matt Fraction, but Kelly Sue, fuck it. You know, it's not that. It's just, like, both of them together, it's awesome. Like, I like yeah. that much talent in one dyad. Yeah, they're they're both incredible in their own way, and then they come together and become even more incredible. Yeah. Like a Voltron. <laughs> so. or the, more than the sum of his parts, the Voltron principle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this can be a real quick one. Uh, Zach writes, or Zachary, uh, writes, how did the network get started slash how did you two, Gary and Cole, find each other? Something awful. <laughs> yeah. And there was kissing involved. Yeah, you know. yeah. This is, if you know what I mean. The um, Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, I feel like we told this story before. I'm not saying that to shame anybody who asked it. No. Um, but uh, maybe, maybe a fact is in order at some point. Because that and then the yeah. don't treat name and stuff like that, putting that on the site would probably be a good idea. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, yeah, it was just it was something awful podcast workshop thread. Cool. Emily Bracken writes, uh, when your town becomes Emily. infested with spirals, how will you meet your inevitable demise? Oh, geez. Uh, suicide as quick as possible? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of being frozen for all time at the center of the spiral. I, I don't know. 
I can't. Well, that's like that's a risk you take. You say that, but like, who knows if you're gonna become a snail boy or like get sucked into one of those grand balloons or something? <laughs> Emily, I forgot. I forgot about that. I put down Peach, and then it just ruined everything. <laughs> so, but uh, Emily Brecken is the uh, just, and I bring this up every time, is the person who created the the smoking gun on the uh, the Winter Lanterns are wearing the same thing that the the doll. Yeah. So those like super high rise images that expose that are Emily. Mm-hmm. Go on, yeah. Um, yeah. How about you, Brayton? How would you like to die if your town becomes infested by a spiral? I don't even know what that means. I could Uzumaki would be a weaponized thing to use against you. Like go go into how like how you get spooked out by mm-hmm. things and yeah. stuff. Like, this would be it'd be like the worst thing to like <laughs> style tie you up and make you read. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't want. I mean, I, I won't. I'm not saying I'm going to. I won't. Is this? That's can we? Is this like if my town was another matter? Huh? If my town was infected by spindas, is that similar? (laughs) Spinda doctors. Oh, spinda doctors. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, in that case, uh, yeah, I probably would just die from cramming things into my ears to make the sound stop. Right. It's true. Stop the spinda doctors. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody is growing terrible beards. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But oh man, but yes, I would try. I would I would seek to run to the center. Gary would end it as soon as possible. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Evan uh, asks, "What is your drink of choice, alcoholic and not?" Um. Well, right now, if we're gonna play a little, what you drinking? I'm drinking some uh, black bear blackberry tea. Mm. Um, it's black tea as well, so I think it's black bear blackberry black tea. Because that's oh, blackberry. Man, black. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I've been really, I've been drinking a lot of uh, old granddad bourbon lately, uh, and it's been wonderful. So I recommend some old granddad. <laughs> I have not seen Old Granddad. Um, I've, been wanting to spend a, I've been wanting to spend a little bit less on whiskey lately, so I, I went from um, uh, Bullet down to uh, Wild Turkey. Okay. Yeah, and that is still um, respectable and smooth enough that yeah. it's not like plastic bottle gu- uh, gutter trash. Or drinking Old Crow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's the origin story of Old Crow, is he once was Old Granddad. <laughs> <laughs> and then he died and became Old Crow. And someone dropped a, a, a tragic back from vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're trying to put eyeliner on, but it gets like in his wrinkles, so it's like. Ah. <laughs> What's the name of uh, God's lips on children? Who? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> grandma. <laughs> Who's gonna spoil you? <laughs> Uh, where, where, where's Skank? Where, where's Skank? Huh? Skank over here. Where am I? <laughs> where's Eddie? Where's the president? <laughs> I can tell June Carter. She could sing. I can't tell if you're doing like Jimmy Stewart. Like, oh, no, no. I'm telling you, that's a Jum's house. That's a. <laughs> we're, we're doing old crow. He, he's a collaboration of all old men from the Crow realm. He's an amalgamation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Gary, how about you? Bev it up. Oh, um, like favorite non-alcoholic uh, beverage is coffee. Um, and then, uh, like I and I, I like all coffees, um, other than like Folgers Crystals and like yeah. gas station coffee. But uh, I drink um, the stuff I drink at home is uh, Cafe Bustelo, and then because uh, it's not super expensive, um, but it's also good and it's espresso cut, which I like. And then uh, booze-wise, I like whiskey. Um, I've been nursing this bottle of Ghost Owl for a really long time. I got it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's my, my next-to-desk. I just picked it off the floor next to me. That's never far from me if I'm on my computer. It's just like that, that is self-control right there. It is, yeah. I don't... Uh, I, you know, like, I like to get drunk, but I get, I'll start getting sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and I also have a hard time sleeping. If I get drunk now, um, I fall asleep really well, but then I have to pee a thousand times and end up cranky and shitty. Even if, I don't hang, if, I'm, even if I'm not hungover, I'm like in a bad mood the next day because I didn't sleep very well and I had to pee a thousand times so mm-hmm. I don't drink that much um, the uh, yeah so I'll, those will, I'll go to with those answers yeah Gary did, did I tell you the uh, the story about uh, gourmet Girl? coffee the story about what gourmet coffee I'm pretty sure I've told you but cool and the audience probably hasn't heard this story so I was on a road trip with uh, Kelly Johnson and Ben Grigg and we went to Florida and we stopped at like the Florida Visitor Center right across the border and there are these two women that are standing in front of um, this vending machine. It's a coffee vending machine at the Florida Visitor Center. So just keep that in mind. And okay. they're like, they're, it's 109,000 degrees outside. And they're like, you know, I just, I just kind of want coffee. <laughs> and the other one's like, well, when you want coffee, you just have to have coffee. <laughs> And she's just like, she's looking at him, she's like, yeah, but, I mean, it's from a vending machine. Is it any good? And the other one's like, well, it says gourmet on it. <laughs> yeah, like, keep that woman yeah. away from fancy ketchup. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, I cut you off, Cole. Please. No, no. Um, my current non-alcoholic drink jam, and this is aside from water and coffee, is a Kool-Aid jammer. The jam. What? Yes, I just, I man, just jams, marmalades, preserves. Just yeah, Kool-Aid jammers. Throw yeah, some water it. in there for easy drinking. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. no, no. <laughs> I buy myself a four-pack of this a month, but a uh, Bundaberg ginger beer. Yeah, ginger beer is yeah. good. Yeah, I love. Uh, I love a big it. reaction out of Raiden. That's my favorite ginger beer. Yeah! <laughs> same soda I do! That's right! You, you get some vodka and some limes, you, you're set. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I tend not to uh, drink too many sugary beverages. Mm. But yeah, if I, I get myself a, a, a treat once a month in the form of that ginger beer. It's really good. Um, and then uh, alcoholic, I'm a big fan of bourbon, but uh, to give a more specific answer, uh, my favorite beer is a dogfish head beer called Palo Santo Marone, um, which is a 14% ale that is aged in this gigantic like 10,000-gallon cask made out of like this holy tree from South America. Holy shit. Yeah, it's uh, really good. Um, that sounds great. Yeah, it's like fifteen bucks for a four pack, so that's like a twice a year kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, like one of those will get you good and fucked. Yeah, and it you tastes really I, good. I found out about um, you know they do the the Bourbon County uh, Goose Island hmm. um, comes out once a year in Chicago and the Midwest. You can't find any because people go nuts for it. But like 
since I live on the West Coast now, like, we just get a shipment and no one cares because no one knows what Goose Island <laughs> is. So, like, it just sits around. So uh, I'm really excited for that to arrive in the near future mm. and then drink a bunch of the beer that I couldn't get when I lived right next to <laughs> the brewery. Goose Island. <laughs> Um, and there's a there's a later question here. What I'm drinking? I'm drinking a beer from Lagunitas that uh, attracted my my eye because it was called Censored. Mm-hmm. And I felt for the marketing, I figure, hey, they're gonna censor a beer name. So there's got to be something you know pretty pretty crazy, right? Like oh, Lagunitas Pussy Mist or something like that. <laughs> um, and no, no, it's just uh, I went and looked online. It's called the Chronic, spelled K R O N I K. And it's like, eh, no. Yeah. That's, yeah. It tastes fine. Like it's not very hoppy. It's got kind of like a nice, uh, nice like chocolate malt kind of kind of flavor to yeah. it. It's really good. But Lagunitas has a, a beer, and I wish I could remember what it was called. That very much tastes like you're drinking uh, weed beer. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and and that keeps you one step away from pussy weed beer, which is. Great. <laughs> yeah, this may be it. I'm not really aware of what uh, weed tastes like. But um, you've never smelled it. Oh, I've smelled it. I know what it smells like. But yeah, uh, same but, thing. <laughs> okay. This this to me does not taste like weed smells like. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I fell for the marketing and I bought a beer called the Chronic. Um, that's all right. It is okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sam Bear writes, "Which Mega Man game is your favorite and why?" All of the various spinoffs and stuff are acceptable answers. Uh, I'll just be quick about this. Two, Nostalgia. Oh, yeah? I thought you were going to say X, because you've, you've said X before is your favorite SNES platformer. Does that mean that two is your favorite SNES or NES platformer? No, I don't need to be consistent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. No, like X X is really up there. Like, uh, like they, they are both kind of the masters of their, of their respective... Uh, platforms in my mind, even though I know that 3 is a really good contender for that on the NES. It's just, yeah, goodwill toward it. Now, in the past, my opponent has said that Mega Man (laughs) X was his favorite, and now he's turning around and saying that it's Mega Man 2. Sounds like he's a regular Mega Flopper. (laughs) Now, listen, you Mega Flopper, I only have one word for you. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so if we're going to do favorite Mega Man games, uh, I'm going to say Marvel vs. Capcom 2. (laughs) Oh, I'll spit the famous Mega Man (laughs) spinoff. Featuring an adorable Servbot that you get to fight as. Does that one let you fight as Mega Man, or is that just uh, Servbot and Tron? Uh, Servbot, Mega Man, and Roll. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I know that uh, Marvel vs. Capcom three lets you play as Zero, right? Yeah, nobody likes Zero. No, I want everybody to like Zero, but nobody likes Zero. It's like the Raiden of Mega Man. <laughs> um, yeah, well whenever Zero's not on the screen, everyone should be asking, "Where's Zero?" Base. Um, yeah, I mean, I would Mega Man two and Mega Man X are both excellent. Um, I would probably go X. I think X is more impressive, but Mega Man two is my first Nintendo game too, and I also love Mega Man two. Yeah. So not to be as as divisive as or not to be as undivisive as maybe people expected. But, <laughs> yeah, Mega Man X is a masterpiece. So yeah. the game is really really impressive. I think three was the furthest I ever gotten any Mega Man game. So maybe I would I would pick that one just for that reason. But yeah, three is fantastic. Yeah, three is yeah, good. Three's very good. 
really good I'm music too. Like people don't like the soundtrack of that one for some reason, but it's actually excellent. So I'm looking forward. I'm probably going to pick up the anniversary collection when it comes to 3ds. It's uh, I have it on PC. It's good. Yeah. It's just it's just like really excellent emulation and really you know, but it looks really good. Fun like it's stuff, attractive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw this amazing video. I forget who did it, but it was like a comparison between Mega Man 2 on the Virtual Console versus Mega Man 2 on the uh, mm-hmm. on the Anniversary Collection, and just kind of like the difference in the colors and the difference in the motion. It was like just really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm I'm thumbs up. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, David writes in asking, uh, what is the week leading up to a Souls release like for you guys? Obviously, you have a large time commitment staring you in the face. Do you, so do you, do you do anything to prepare? David? Um, <laughs> uh, I just try to get all the other game homework stuff done. Yeah. Clear yeah. the decks. A carbo load. I need a, a punch bowl full of pasta. And, uh, and then, Unadored pasta. And then, and then suck down one of those honey bears to make sure I have a lot of quick energy for the, the week. And then go to the hospital immediately afterwards. <laughs> Get taken to the hospital by a couple of hospital bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yep. Um, also, it's a lot of like getting ready for stuff at work, because people at work are very understanding about my random podcast-related disappearances, but that's the hardest one to understand, um, mm-hmm. or the hardest one to convince them of that's important. <laughs> so, but it's a, it's a of... video game, guys. I have to go. It's part of my livelihood. I know you guys want to be my one and only, but you can't be. <sighs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Jared says, I'm sorry if I missed this on one of the shows. I don't think I've heard either of you explicitly say what your favorite game of 2015 was um, that you that you have played. Uh, it doesn't, ha- uh, doesn't have to be something that you played for the show. I know Gary's. Do you? Yeah. Because it, it switches around a lot. You're always, oh, Undertale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. No, like the cool we thing about, about Undertale... Teenager is the way that uh, you think it's one thing, but then actually thing means opposite of thing. And that's <laughs> very impressive to me. Um, so any game that can say X, but then actually say negative X? Uh, oh, yeah, and for question answer. Um, I forgot. Um, that, that's tricky, right? Because, like, Bloodborne, so that's hard. Bloodborne's I always feel the need to recuse those games from the running, because yeah, that's stupid. Like it's like, those are those are like games that we like, but it's also something more. Um, I might go. Uh, I might go. Beginner's Guide. Really love that game. Mm-hmm. Might go Beginner's Guide. Yeah, Beginner's Guide's definitely stuck with me the longest. I think in terms of the best game, um, and just kind of like the best closure on something, it would be like Chapter One of Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy that game a lot. Chapter One is great. Like, I, I, like, ended up liking, like, I didn't go on through Chapter 2. I just watched all the stuff on YouTube. And I had my complaints about that game. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I think that, like, you should complain about. Yep. No, I don't definitely. think there's anything defi- de- defensible about how quiet's used. I don't think, I think all that stuff is, like, ex- you know, just the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the worst examples of stuff that's happening in the meet, like, they can't just have, like, a naked silent lady in a rape cage, like, in a, in a base full of men. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a rape cage, but, like, just a cage full of, like, like, it's just gross. It's disgusting. Yep. Um, but like the when that game works, 
Mm-hmm. Like when like individual moments, it was my favorite game I was playing. For sure. As a whole, it didn't like I it didn't get that spot for me. But individual moments, it was my favorite game I was playing. Yeah. Maybe I, even counting Bloodborne. Like there are like moments where I'm like, this works so well. Why aren't you fucking leaning into this? Yeah. Like, like the, this is like, so good. The loop in that is so tight. Like I just deploying to a new mission, especially in a new region or in a new kind of like biome you know, new mm-hmm. building, new facility type, like, it just, it felt so great to clear a base. It felt so great to do, like, 80% of the things they were asking you to do. Yeah. Um, and just like that, I don't know, like, it, it is it is such a weird thing, and I, I hesitate to even say we're going to see something like that at that scale anytime soon again. I, I wonder, like, I'm really interested to start playing Peace Walker because I wonder what, like, a lot of people who complain about MGS5 complained about the time it takes to get to bases and stuff. Yep. And, like, I think that probably was a little bit too much. Like, I, I, don't, I, doesn't, that didn't, I didn't mind that it was an open world, but also, like, just watching the helicopter, watching the credits, all that stuff, like, every single time got on my nerves. Yeah. Um, so I would like just a mission-based version of that I think would be cool. So I'm hoping yep. that Pete Walker kind of does that for me. Um, if not, though, like, I would love to see, like, just, like, a base clear, like... Clear, clear some bases with that specific control scheme and stealth system and that box of toys. Yeah, um, it's it's a case where I would not like be insulted to see like mission pack DLC. No, no, it would be cool, or just somebody just to make a blatant kind of rip off of it, yeah. and just like leave the baggage out of it. You know, like it's so like I don't know. We haven't talked to tons about it. Like we kind of talked around each other about it, but like I felt like. The game did a really like a super great job of empowering the play. Like I felt like super good about the power arc in it. Like mm-hmm. oh, I have all these toys. I feel great. And the game didn't know how to like take that away from me without mm-hmm. literally taking it away from me. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, now all your guys are dying, um, and all your things are going down. Now there are skulls who are resistant to all of your cool tricks. Yeah. Um, and both of those are such huge mistakes. Like it didn't ruin the game, but it just meant that like, I wish that I, if I would have come away from it never feeling angry. Mm-hmm. It would have been like my favorite game of last year, and it would have been it just excising stuff. Like it didn't, it didn't need to add anything, and that's impressive, but yeah. it's also frustrating. You know? Yeah. No, and just and you know different sensitivities, different values, all all those kind of things. For me personally, it was like it was a game that I was just completely engrossed by, like on a purely mechanical level. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brayden, how about you? I mean. What's the best yeah, I, don't, I didn't play as many video games this last year as uh, I, I would have liked. Um, but I finally got into Isaac uh, Afterbirth, and that game's fantastic. So uh, I think that's mm-hmm. probably my favorite um, of, of games that I played in, in, in 2015. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of other things. I played some other games that I liked, but, but I think that's the one that I kept going back to the most. Good answer. Thanks. Nice. All right, we have two more priority questions, and we can evaluate if we want to go to the other ones here. Actually, let me refresh this page just so I... Priority questions? Yeah, you know. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon shit. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Casey asks, are you guys planning a trip back to Cincinnati? I wasn't hip to the podcast when you were here last, so if so, uh, drinks are on me. Casey? (laughs) <laughs> that was a Mario smooch. Whoa! <laughs> Breaking it yeah. up. 
Um, it'd be cool. Um, it's we've yet to see. So like last fall was amazing because our uh, uh, listener and friend Chris um, invited us to OGDE, and that was a great excuse to get Gary out here. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not going to rule anything out at the moment. It's hard to make plans for the fall because that is still kind of shaping up. But I mean, is that it, or is it just that like we haven't like if we got invited to that, we'd do it, right? Oh yeah, like for sure. is that we just haven't been invited. I think that's more yeah. like. It's not so much like we haven't made the plan. It's just like we don't know if we're invited back. If we we are, I feel like... Because we haven't been invited back yet. Like if we get invited back, I think we'll do it. We just haven't been invited back yet. I don't know if you were trying to be coy about the fact that we haven't been invited back or not. No, no, I wasn't like, man, these guys were here. No, it was just more like, yeah, it's still falling into place. I imagine they're still in the planning phase. Like we didn't know about that until like midsummer. Yeah, it wasn't that they like were waiting to hear from them. We just haven't, you know. So I think we would do it again because it was really fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's always good to host these events where one of us lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because as opposed to the events where one of you gets murdered, <laughs> <laughs> or both. <laughs> it's a locked room mystery murder. <laughs> oh, Inspector Poirot, tell us what happened. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's Poirot's thing. That's what he likes to say. No. <laughs> And then it says his own name. But oh, does not like yeah, this. No. no. <laughs> um, Luke asks, given your status as Duckfeed's resident SJWs. Mm, um, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I would be interested to hear if there is any objectively offensive game or game moment that you would still love that you still love and would white knight for. Mm. <laughs> Can also open it up to any other mediums if something comes to mind. Uh, are we are we white knighting for the moment or the game? Uh, either I think that it is it's 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 open up something that we love in spite of the fact that it um, kind of breaches our stated and some would say harped upon values as How about regards Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> like, yeah. that yeah. we, we just talked about that yeah. uh, if you if you snipe with the lady long enough her love meter gets high enough to where she lets you look at her while she showers seductively yep. if you get that meter high enough because that's how relationships work because somebody doesn't understand them <laughs> um, yeah. yeah yeah of course you know, I just we have to look at everything as a whole, and I don't know. Like there are plenty of horror games where it gets real, like it gets real iffy. Like it's hard for me to like straight. I just I'll just go to the tried and true example. Um, it's hard for me to straight up recommend Silent Hill two to a lot of people, especially if they're sensitive to themes of sexual abuse, um, because that is you know subtext bordering on supertext. Yeah. Right. Uh, for one of the particular characters, and or find all that shit super scary. <laughs> yeah, that's why we don't recommend it to you. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's a, that would be an act of violence to Brayton too. So I'm just making my list of like the, <laughs> the, the Brayton crime capsule. Yeah, the, the... <laughs> I told you, I told you about that uh, was my friend Matt was like, oh, come over, we'll, we'll play Silent Hill two. And then, so we went to his basement, and like all the lights were off, and he was playing Silent Hill 2, and it got to the pyramid head having sex with the corpse mannequins yeah. scene, and I was like, I'm going to go. <laughs> I, I don't want to ever think about this again, and I unfortunately have thought about it a lot. Yeah. I no, like I mean, that. like, when I played uh, Silent Hill 2 for Duckstream last year, I skipped over that scene. I skipped mm-hmm. over the blue velvet mannequin assault. 
because mm-hmm. like yeah that this doesn't feel appropriate on a stream related to this so like or ever maybe right <laughs> right but like you know it's it's not to say that that something can't be challenging in that particular way sure. you just have to a read the read the audience in the situation and b understand what that choice costs you and decide mm-hmm. if what it gets you is worth it yeah. um and so I still rank that among one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite, even though it does deal with that kind of like challenging and like hard to endorse kind of imagery just as a matter of course for what that is trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, no part no. of it that's that's gratuitous. Right. Like it's to a purpose and that's the difference. Yeah. yeah. You know? And the purpose can't be uh, he kept calling women bitches because he didn't like them. That's not yeah. to a purpose. Yeah. Um, you know, and and the purpose isn't like he raped her because we needed to show that he was a bad guy, right. like that's a, that's not good enough. It yeah. it has to be whether it's a you know to a purpose that is uh, one you couldn't do it without doing something else, like uh, something that big, like something as big as sexual assault, like a work being about it is actually better than using it as, to fill in any caulk and any like cr- holes in something else. Like it's better that Silent Hill deals with that stuff directly. Because it's kind of about it. It's a major yeah. theme, and that's exactly inherently more respectful. As than, opposed to uh, Game of Thrones, which I stopped watching for that very reason. It was yeah. just like, hey, we're gonna put this in here because for some reason we like it. There's, it's really weird. Like that's that's something I, I like. I like that show. I'm gonna watch it when it comes back. But that stuff sucks. Like it's not like you know being a being an SJW, uh, being conscious of this stuff doesn't mean you stop liking things automatically right. because they have things in them. You know, like at least for me, like I mean, Brayden saying he like stopped watching it for that, and that's fine. It doesn't like, you know, but it doesn't mean I feel like I'm being a bad person for not making that same choice. And I don't think that Brayden thinks I'm a bad person for not making that same choice. I recognize that that stuff is gross, and I just, you know, I'm like, oh, that stuff, that part's really gross. This other stuff is the reason why I watch this and like it. I I also have a like well discussed. Larger sensitivity to sexual violence than most people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just <laughs> that that phrasing is super weird, and I'm not putting you on blast for choosing those particular words. I want to reiterate our stance on hypocrisy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> is you know, like the the, the their inconsistencies. But I mean, for me personally, I believe the fear of hypocrisy keeps us really small and actually distracts from more nuanced approaches. Yeah, the 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 perfect who the person who is like 100% logically sound like isn't being a person. Like people are too complicated for that. And and you know, and hypo- hypocrisy is not the smoking gun that people who argue with you on the internet would like it you to believe. Right. It is, I don't think. Yeah. No. And then the... my opponent believes that hypocrisy <laughs> <laughs> that accent will always be delightful to me. <laughs> Well, just wait until right? and you get introduced to a little person we like to call Lil Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all heard about him? <laughs> Lil Kiki on the Ham Council? No, but she's really into pork products. <laughs> Lil Kiki, you'll never get on the Ham Council. <laughs> not, not as long as Senator Baconstrom is on... <laughs> I just like I just like the idea. Look, he keeps trying to break the pink ceiling. Yeah, (laughs) the grease ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Liam McCann. Uh, this is the final priority question here as we reach minute number ninety. Hi, question for Brayden. 
What do you use to maintain your facial hair? Any <laughs> grooming or trimming tips? What wax do you know? Uh, what is the best mustache? <laughs> any, like that any, any general tips would be appreciated. Uh, okay, uh, sure. I'll, uh, thank you, Carrie, for that. Um, okay, so uh, you can talk to to either myself or Nick. Uh, we both do um, we do uh, what's called a wet shave, a traditional wet shave, which involves a, a double bladed razor and then using uh, pre shave oils. Um, and and uh, using a boar brush uh, to put uh, shaving cream on your face. No badger. Uh, yeah, a badger or boar. Okay, all right. I, I just I didn't know if, if you were taking a stand against badger. No, badgers are cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, not the honey badger. Mm. But anyway, um, so badger brush or boar brush is good. I use a, a double edged uh, razor. Some people use a straight razor, which I think is terrifying. Um, uh, so that's my thoughts on that. Um, I also um, will shampoo my beard. That's important. I also condition my beard occasionally, yeah. um, but not often. Um, you don't want to over-condition. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will occasionally use beard oil. I have a bay lime oil that I think is really great. Um, I don't wax my mustache anymore. Um, I used to use fireman's wax, which uh, I found a very small amount would do way more than I needed it to, and it just kind of left my mustache tackier than I wanted. I found that the oil is actually not bad for getting a general shape. Um, other than that, I don't use a trimmer. I just have my barber do it because I go about every five weeks, and it works out about fine for that, and I just use scissors on my mustache. Nice. And a tiny comb. <laughs> that you wanted an arcade for two for two. That's actually my grandfather's tiny beard coat. Oh yeah? That I use, yeah. I was laughing earlier because Brayton has a huge shelf in our bathroom that has very funnily named products. Yeah. And it's all like man stick. And there's there's like <laughs> one called Dreadnought. <laughs> yeah, Dreadnought is the beard uh, the pre shave oil I use. And I don't actually like it. I've just been using it for so long. Um, oh, uh, I also really recommend brushing your beard if you have a beard because yeah. that will uh, release oils that soften it up. So yeah. uh, brush that fucker up. Serves the same purpose as uh, brushing your hair. Yeah. So I use nice. a boar brush on that, like a thick uh, military-style boar brush. Yeah. No, my dad taught me that. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Listen to Cole's dad. <laughs> Lessons from Kyle Ross. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're just about at time. Mm -hmm. I would feel um, hesitant if we didn't hit one of the non-priority questions. Well, do you want to do you want a lightning round them? Yes. Like how many do we have? We have four. Okay. Let, yeah, we can do four. Let's do a lightning round. Okay. All right. So Alex writes in, uh, "What city and/or region is Braden from?" <laughs> I'm from Chicago, or and or around Chicago, the Chicago. suburbs of Chicago. Yes, near where Gary uh, came up, right? That's true. Mm -hmm. Gary and I met um, in the same town where where he grew up. We met in his town when I went to college there. Nice. Mm -hmm. You know, easy enough. Um, Yosarian Strange writes, "Question for Gary. I enjoyed early Frost Warning. Any plans for making another game?" Also, how did you find Adventure Game Studio? Uh, Adventure Game Studio is super hard to use. I don't necessarily like it. It's just 
basic enough for me to use, which is why I did, because I don't know how to program games. Um, thank you, though. Uh, and I've thought about doing, because the engine is still there, so I could replace, if I want to do something with the same kind of style, with like the heavily altered photos and everything, I could do it. Um, so I thought about adapting other stories to it. Um, if I end up making an actual other game, other than I have some Twine games I'm going to do for the Kickstarter still, uh, is, then I would love to, like, part of me still wants to do the idea I keep having and keep talking about, where I want to do, like, an indie game that takes, that has, like, JRPG elements, but it's about being in a band where composition and setless construction and stuff are the mechanic. Um, I think that would be a really cool experience. I have, like, a lot of memories, specifically of, like, my mid-20s, and could write a compelling story about that era um, if I could find a way to translate what it feels like to do those things into a mechanic. Nice. So I'd love to do that, but I, wouldn't, I think I would need to team up with somebody. That would be, like, a, uh, a, a thing. Like, it would require money and people who aren't me to help program it and do art and music. Probably not music. That's like yeah, I, I the story, the art, the music, the concept. Uh, <laughs> I'm just an idea guy. Don't worry. Produce uh, by proxy. Yeah. But yeah, and I would want. Um, part of me wants that. Like I would. I wouldn't do it because uh, I don't sing very well. But I would want to write the songs for it, but have the music in it be all diegetic and have vocals. Hmm. So I think that would be really cool. I don't know how that would work. I think that would be really cool. Like, come up with a thing where you can choose different lines, like you can compose the lyrics of a song and have them make sense but have different meanings depending on how you choose what order. Yeah. You know, so you recontextualize lines that came before and that gives you a mood and then that mood can have an effect that you're looking for. I don't know, I have like a bunch of ideas for it that I think sound, I haven't seen gamified and I could see yeah. becoming a thing, but I just don't know how to make those into real life. So, yeah. Yep. Um, let's see here. This one should be pretty quick. Yosarian Strange also asks, Hey guys, where do you stand on people taking an acoustic guitar to a party? Also, what is your favorite spiral? <laughs> What's our favorite what? <laughs> um, I am against bringing one to a party. Um, I'm against picking one up at a party. Um, unless you are doing an acoustic jam session, you are a band, and people are saying, Hey, do it, man. Like, there are so many extenuating circumstances. Yeah. Um, and then favorite spiral, let's say spirographs. I'm going to say spiral the dragon. I'm going to say spyro gyro. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> uh, my one caveat to bringing an acoustic guitar to a party is if it's at the if you borrow the guitar from the host of the party and you're returning it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 still a it, it is still a dicey gambit. I agree. Indeed. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Aegon of Astora. Hey, Aegon. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Is that, a, is that a Furby or a Gremlin? It's a, it's sorry, a, it's a Mogwai. It's a Mogwai. Okay, there. Some sort of Neither. Actually, uh, everyone loves a pendant. Uh, yeah, everyone does love the pendant. It's the most important item. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Aegon asks, uh, I'm sorry if this question has been asked, uh, but do you guys currently have any favorite current TV shows? Uh, the only thing I... And I don't watch uh, tons of TV, but the thing that's on, again, that I'm sad that I can't watch right now is Broad City. So yeah. I'm going to try to find a way to do that. But I'll call some that I get to. Um, I don't, those episodes are like two weeks behind on Hulu, but you, I think you could still watch those. Yeah. Um, I like Broad City. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is great, I think. Um, even if you don't like Andy Samberg, which I know a lot of people don't, I still think it's a really good show. Nice. 
Um, I'm going to say Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Have you watched the new uh, Better Call Sauls? Cool. Are there new Better Call Sauls? Yeah, second second season started like two weeks ago. Oh shit! No, I've got to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I yeah, I had no idea. It's uh, it's good. Cool. Yeah, I'm just gonna buy that season then. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. And thanks for letting me come in here and blabber on. No, it's been a, it's been a treat, Braden. Oh shucks. And we may be uh, there. There may be more in our future here. Mm-hmm. Should we do What's the like... Gary Braden high five? Gary, you want me to come in there? No, I'll, I'll come to you. Okay. <laughs> Don't go in my room. <laughs> Not first. Not first. <laughs> so while that's happening, I will say uh, thanks everybody who is back to some Patreon to ask uh, priority questions. Um, and also, there, there we go. We've got Peach in the foreground. Um, and also, thanks everybody who participated, watched. We had the Slack channel. They were uh, we, we shared a couple comments from them. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back next month. We are committed to doing more of these um, if we at all possibly can. Um, and then just in general, the what newest thing that we have is... Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, Gary came in and was like, what if I came in and you were sleeping? <laughs> I was asleep the whole time. Now that I'm here, I can show off my t-shirt. I'm uh, so original. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that matches today <laughs> so well. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Oh, is he going back to his room? Yeah, I think so. I assume. I didn't ask. (laughs) But but yeah, I think that's all the admin stuff. We'll be back next month with more of this. Uh, If you're not a Patreon backer, we consider you. uh, We urge you to consider going to do that. It is a good time, and uh, we just so appreciate all of the support that we've uh, gotten so far and all the support we've gotten over this past month. Here's Gary checking his hair and moving Peach aside. Yeah, there's there Gary checking his hair. <laughs> He's got a fever from middle to fair. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I did a did a shitload of admin stuff. Is there anything you think I might have missed? No, right. I trust you. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody. We will um, speak to you soon. And watch this channel if you're listening to this for stuff that isn't this. Sometime yes. soonish. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the so the we have the live streams going up, and also on the YouTube channel, I've been putting up a, a Silent Hill Let's Plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to make more of it. So. Fantastic. Um, have a good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.